wherever you go, however you go. For energy on the go, it's got to be 5-Hour Energy. It works fast, it works long, it tastes good, and with zero sugar and four calories, there's nothing holding you back. Fits your pocket, fits your backpack, fits your on-the-go life, whether you're going to work, going on vacation, or just going out with friends. 5-Hour Energy. Energy on the go. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. Another edition of to Homer and Back, the official podcast of Streaking the Line. Thanks for joining us. My name's Pierce. I've got with me the usual crew. Caroline, how's it going? Hey. It's good. Hey. <laughs> Matt, how are you? Excellent. Basketball is back, and so is The Bachelor, so my life is good. <laughs> That's what we're talking about tonight, right? Bachelor? Yep. All Bachelor. I only prepared for The Bachelor, so... Okay, good, because there's no basketball to talk about. <laughs> Psych. That bachelor, the Bachelor uh, opening preview, not preview, premiere was, was underwhelming. What? I, I disagree. Yeah. I disagree. I, I found my second wife on that show. Um, Who? She doesn't, she doesn't know it yet, but, but we'll get there. I'm glad you said second wife. <laughs> <laughs> who, is, who is your second wife going to be? Oh, oh it's Haley. <laughs> she's got crazy eyes don't worry about it I, I was a little disappointed that no one got like rip roaringly drunk um that's usually the, sh- I guess, the shark the girl got pretty drunk yeah she, i was smart <laughs> laughing when we were doing that whole discussion about the dolphin versus the shark in all the conversations and when she was like catching food in her mouth from the other girl throwing it and then waded into the pool, I was like, this is peak television. And then I felt she really bad. Saved about it. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 overall though, she was the only thing that was any, anything remotely entertaining about it. I don't know. But anyway, we, we, we can talk about the bachelor once it gets good. <laughs> Let's talk about basketball. <laughs> Cause that's what the blog we write for is about. Uh, the, the Hoos have started conference play one and one as I'm sure anyone listening to this knows. A uh, bit of a heartbreaker against FSU. They'll be back on the road in a, a tough game uh, at Pitt. They tend to play Pitt pretty well, but um, certainly the, the Auckland Zoo whatever dumb shit they call it is uh Oakland, it's not in New Zealand, New Zealand now I'm it's just, not I've got Jack Salt Jack on the Salt's brain native city yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anywho lots of lots of stuff going on uh with the who's and around the ACC but let, let's start with UBA what's your uh what are your impressions so far of the Wahoos Caroline um, I'm going to say that I think the team is closer to the Louisville team than they are the Florida State team. If that oh, makes you're sense. taking an op- optimistic route. <laughs> Shocker. I know. It's unusual. Um, no, I think it, the FSU game was such a weird game. Um, I've been trying to like put together my thoughts on the FSU game. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what they are. Um, when I was watching the game, there was a point when I looked up and I figured that they were shooting in the maybe high 20s percentage-wise, and they were at, like, 46%, like UVA. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Because I feel like they've missed just about everything. Um, and no, so that was throwing the ball out of bounds. Yeah, which, <laughs> which I realized was like, oh, they just haven't gotten shots off on right. the majority of the possessions because of whatever various reasons. And some of that is just – I'm not in the – worry about turnovers fortunately because we still were averaging just nine a game coming into that game and that's still like you're never going to have zero obviously i just maybe every once in a while mm-hmm. but there are bound to be turnovers you know because you're playing a sure. team like fsu is a physical um kind of like how we match up well from our perspective with louisville like we give them tons of problems which is why we do so well against them mm-hmm. is florida state kind of does that to us in a sense that like they're just a physical athletic team and every single time i play them, every time we play them i think that it's like this mo this 
battle. Like, even if this final score isn't even that close, like there's been times where UVA has beaten them by 12. I still feel like the yeah. entire game is this back and forth affair where it's just two teams just, honestly, I really like the games. Like I like the games that they play together because mm-hmm. it's just tough basketball. And I think it's fun to watch. So I feel the same way about the one that just happened. And I legitimately like the saddest part about losing that game isn't even the loss. It's the fact that the Kyle guy game winner wasn't a yeah. game. That shot was insane. And like talk about onions from a kid who's a freshman, like, hitting that shot in the corner that the team trusted him to take that shot. And I guess we can touch on that stuff yeah. later when we talk about lineups, whatever, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of like that shot was such a great shot. And I don't have any issues with the defense on bacon on the last play. I watched it again and he just bacon was unconscious in the second half. So I don't know. yeah, I mean the last play, they give him a lot of, a lot of space, um, but you know, it's a one point game. You don't want to be able to drive to the hoop either. Right. Um, so I understand that I, I would have called a timeout. I think that was a, a pretty common uh, retrospect comment yeah. for fans was I think they, why they not took, call a timeout there. But. They took, I think they did a great job to their credit of catching us a little off guard. Like it was very, very quick. Like I yeah. remember like I couldn't even see the ball being inbounded from where like the hands were still in the air from the fans celebrating. Yeah. So time, like I saw bacon with the ball. He was already like to mid court. And I think there was just a kind of a lot, that's where a little bit of the youth thing going on. And I don't know if who was near, referee to call a timeout I don't know like you know if they're thinking about that whatever right. um, I will say no, like probably not but, yeah, and Han- yeah. <laughs> someone asked Hamilton in the post game like if he had thought about calling a timeout and he was like no oh no yeah I, I, I am not giving no Virginia reason. a chance to set up a set defense so exactly can, you know, like, exactly yeah, he's um, I agree with you I mean the, the the biggest concern is that that doesn't get to be like uh, moment one in the Kyle Guy uh, career highlight package that we'll get to watch down the road um, is, is a, a disappointing thing for sure. It was a hell of a shot, and and Dwayne Bacon made another hell of a I shot. Know. Um, you know, he's a great player. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, I, that's the big difference between those two teams when you're talking about Louisville and FSU. Is Louisville doesn't have anyone who could shoot, and FSU has multiple guys. Um, you know, the XRM goes off, I think, for like 30 points every time they play us um, and <laughs> spends the rest of le- league play fading into the background. But uh, Bacon's obviously, I mean, uh, to me, he's the best player in the conference, at least so far. He's incredible. Uh, him and I want to see the Clemson FSU game. Yeah, Blossom game Blossom would be my game. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's and great. Bacon going at each other, I think, would just be great. That's just that's just good television. Absolutely. Um, but we'll talk about our our conference thoughts in a second. Matt, I want to make sure you get a chance to chime in uh, with your early conference play impressions. You know, I, I think I agree a lot with what Caroline said. I, you know, I think coming into this season, uh, as, as much as Caroline is the optimist, um, I'm always a little bit more pessimistic or, or, or you know, realistic usually. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think the we all knew that this was going to be a good team, but we also knew that the, the ceiling for this team was probably a little bit lower than it was for last year's or even the last couple of years because of, mm-hmm. you know, you're not replacing just Justin or, you know, even just Joe and Akil. you're replacing Malcolm and Anthony and Evan and Mike and, and, you know, <laughs> Evan, Evan, yes. Evan though, really. Yeah, you're, lucky, Evan. you're lucky I didn't list Evan first. You know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But yeah, you've got a lot of a lot of moving pieces that you're replacing with either true freshmen who we haven't played a ton of in the past besides mm-hmm. London, or um, you're asking guys to step into bigger roles. I think you've seen that, and the team's been honestly, it's been better than I thought. Um, the the transition has been more seamless than I thought. Um, yeah, I agree that we're a bad matchup for Louisville, but I think what we're starting to see is really long, athletic teams um, that can also you know, score Louisville's got long and athletic, but no one can shoot um, are going to give us issues. We turn the ball over a lot against Florida state. Everybody turns the ball over a lot against West Virginia. Um, But you've seen guys sort of lose their composure a little bit at times in those games, which is part of playing a lot of freshmen or asking a lot of guys to take over ball handling duties that they haven't seen in the past. So I'm not, I'm not worried about this team at all. Um, I do still think that the ceiling is a little bit lower. I do still think we'll probably this team will lose some games um, in the ACC that the past teams wouldn't have lost. And, you know, I, I don't have our 
all the ACC records in front of us, but I wouldn't be surprised if we lost more ACC games this year than we did in the past two years combined as a, as a combination of us giving new guys more, more run and the, the conference as a whole. I mean, I don't know who's bad right now, except for Syracuse and I'm still scared of Syracuse. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's going to be super oh, annoying God. if they drop one of Syracuse. Uh, hey, have you noticed Michigan State is two and zero in their conference play? Yeah, that's yeah. I, I, that's we us against Michigan State is going to be the greatest six eleven game in history. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really really shitty. Um, I, I think you're right, and the you know there's obviously a lot more to to replace than has been uh, recently, and, and most people have been pretty open about their expectations for that. I think it's a very statement to say so far I've, uh, I've, I have been more impressed than I was expecting to be um, largely because of that Cal game, largely because of how, how badly they dominated Louisville. And I, and I, there was that stretch. Everyone started to panic in that Louisville game. I had no concern whatsoever. I, you know, that, that was not shaping up to be Syracuse, 2.0 blow a big lead or anything i think louisville hit some shots and uva's sort of turnover bugaboo came to play a little bit right at the same time but that that, that wasn't like some 12 minute plus stretch of ineptitude it's just sort of a i feel like they strung together their three missed shots you know yeah. and a couple of turnovers so it seemed like they were blowing everything but they were they were not rattled oh, yeah I, i'd like to go on record as saying i had concern during that stretch, I, <laughs> I know I was I was worried. I know there were some other people who write for the blog that were uh, yelling have... at me on Twitter for for being <laughs> continuing to be optimistic that we would win. But <laughs> <laughs> will <laughs> uh, oh no? But, uh, let let me ask this about. I think something that we were looking <laughs> in there, over here. Uh, I think something we were looking at early in the season was the starting lineup and going, all right, when's that going to change? I think that seemed to be the common discussion point was, okay, that lineup that Tony's starting with makes sense right now, but how long until, you know, Kyle or whoever else supplants somebody, are you happy with it continuing to be uh, that starting lineup. I'm going to go with the person most likely to say yes, which is Caroline. <laughs> well, I I think I'd like to see I'd like to see Kyle Guy in the starting lineup. Correct. And here's you know like, how basketball I, works. <laughs> here's where I go back and forth on where I want to see him is because I think both Darius and Devin, which are the natural uh, mm-hmm. one of those two, would obviously be replaced by Kyle in the starting lineup. Um, I think that they've both played well. Like Mm -hmm. Darius is shooting 48% from the floor and 37%, almost 38% from three. Um, He's got more turnovers than I'd like, but he does have a lot of steals and he has blocks and he provides more of the perimeter defense that I'm comfortable with that we lost with Malcolm Brogdon. Sure. Devin has really come on of late for me. I thought the beginning of the season, he didn't look like he was making the jump that a lot of people expected him to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the last few games, he's done significantly better. Um, that big turnover under the basket that gave FSU an easy layup, I do think was um, more on Devin than it was on London inbounding the ball for not coming back hard enough on the ball. Mm-hmm. But that's one turnover. It's two points. There are plenty of other opportunities right. to make up two points in that game. So in no way am I saying, you know, that was Devin's fault type thing. But um, he d- has shown a couple mistakes in that sense. Um, so honestly, I don't know who I would. I think I'd probably start him over Darius because I think Darius could bring an element of the Justin Anderson type guy off the bench, um, like an energy player who has good defense and is extremely athletic. Mm-hmm. So if you bring him in and type in one of those like alley-oop types, you can add those kind of things <laughs> um, to really bring some energy to the lineup. But I just think that as it's been said so many times, Kyle's offensive prowess outweighs any liability on defense that he's still providing. Cause he's just, I think that he has the, the fundamentals down and he gets it, but he just weighs like 170 pounds soaking wet. So it's just, 
the opponents see him as like a guy to to drive at Mm. and I just I don't know like he's just he shoots it and I think every single time it's going in it doesn't matter like how where he's set where he's shooting it from like what's happening like I am convinced that it's it is going in because it's just he's he's incredible to watch and it's unbelievable and he makes good decisions like he's got 18 assists and five turnovers and he's averaging 18 minutes a game now if he, I mean, he's 58% from three, which even that seems low to me. I'm like, only 58%? Come on, Kyle, get it together. But he's <laughs> averaging 9.7 points per game. Like, I just really, really like what he brings to the court, and I think we need to start with that energy. I agree. What say you, Mr. Ellis? Yeah, I think I agree, too. And I think Darius is probably the right guy to go to the bench out of the, the Darius-Devin combo. Um Devin, I think, has been more comfortable driving and at least attempting to create his own shot than than he was at the beginning of the season. I think yeah. That's great. Um, and, you know, if you have Darius and, and Mariel coming off the bench as your wings, you've got athleticism there. You can really defend with those two coming off the bench as long as you keep either London or Kyle in with them because otherwise you got no offense. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I think if the starting lineup becomes uh, London, Kyle, uh, Devin, Isaiah, and Jack, I think that'd be a great lineup. I'm, I'm really tempted, just because I love the guy, um, to say that we replace Jack with Mamadi. Um, yeah. Because you, you talked about Kyle's a good sort of – he knows the system right now, but he's not a great defender. And, man, if you had um, Isaiah and Mamadi to, to clean up anyone who happens to get past him and just swap the shot four rows deep. I'd feel, I'd feel really good about that. Um, but I, I like having the size of Jack in there, though. Like, yeah. I, I do. And I think that he's done – he has maybe the unluckiest shot ever. Like, that, that mm. one that rimmed out. No, that, he, just, he doesn't have touch. Right. That one was in. Like, I just feel like there's so many where it's like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, but, I just, but when they all – Lack of touch. <laughs> go out. He doesn't have touch. I – yeah. I like him, and you know he. Every, every time he dribbles, every time he dribbles, oh my God, I want to throw something. Every time um, he dribbles, a puppy. Gets, right. I don't know. Guys, it's too good. But yeah, and, and you know, I, I think Jack has has been the victim of more questionable foul calls than everyone else yes. on our Where, but he, Crap. he he well, he has also a, a terrible habit of going straight up until the very last second and then swinging his left arm down, mm-hmm. um, which is wonderful. Um, but, you know, I, I think I think our best five, and your best five doesn't always have to be your starting five. Mm-hmm. I think our best five, and we've seen us close multiple games with this five, is London, Guy, Paul, Wilkins, and Mamadi. Mm. Yeah. I don't hate that lineup. I would, I definitely agree. Like, I think that that's yeah. a fantastic yeah. lineup. I, and it, I, and I, we have stretch fours now, and yeah. we don't really have – uh, I mean, Jack's a true five, but he's really our only true five. Yeah. Like, and it's one of those things. So Isaiah has taken six three-pointers. Did you know that? <laughs> six. And he's 50%. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you got Mamadi, and he can shoot from outside. He's shooting 43% from beyond the arc, three for seven. So I'm, I'm not sure. He's shooting it. 100% with his foot on the line. Oh my god! I know. And I swear, against FSU, he actually looked down to try and like make sure he was behind the line, and he was still on the line. <laughs> but it's one of those things that we don't have a true five, and so it's interesting to see, like, which is why I think Besides it matched salt. up so well with yeah. I think that's why we matched up so well with Louisville mm-hmm. because all of Louisville's players are the exact same size. <laughs> like every single one of them yeah um and they all range in that you know 215 pounds is like the heaviest kid or they had a kid who was like 230 um mm. and so it's kind of like we matched up well with that there was no one that was really harassing the guys down low whereas like ojo even though he has he has hands like mike toby is wearing um like catching gloves like he could not <laughs> keep his hands on the ball in the low post, which mm-hmm. saved us so many times. And Isaiah had some really good, like, <laughs> strip sacks. I don't know. Um, <laughs> how, many, how many different sports do you yeah, want? Yeah, we're going through a bunch of them. A ba- he's wearing baseball gloves. There's a stretching yeah. gloves. Like a catcher. Like a catcher's gloves. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah it's called baseball mitts. But whatever. <laughs> you know what I meant. I'm a late. I can't think of these sports terms. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, but he was getting that big body inside and we could not post up anybody against them mm. offensively. Like, and that's where not having he who shall not be named Austin Nichols not here is where that's it's become, that's where it's glaring like mm-hmm. oof, it's just that that's the only thing that makes me really nervous about this team yeah there's certainly a better team when they're able to focus on going small I mean you saw yeah. that against Cal yeah. yeah it makes sense with the personnel I like Mamadi um a lot obviously <laughs> everyone likes Mamadi he's like <laughs> the uh, nicest kid he's too. gonna be great um I you know I think it makes sense why Salt is uh starting over him um forward now uh but yeah i I think the the you hit the nail on the head in terms of why it's hard to see switching up the starting lineup you know or or who exactly would play instead of uh or or if you're gonna put kyle in to start but kyle's gotta start He's just got. He's just so much better at scoring the basketball than anybody else on the (laughs) team and that that's a pretty big uh, thing <laughs> that we need yeah, more of. So. need that with the shooting and the scoring thing. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think you got to see him starting at some point, but who knows? I mean, we've seen that I... leave Justin Anderson on the bench forever, you know, as, as on, on purpose and it worked out. So no, that's one of the things I don't want to have happen is, is I really like what Darius brings to the team and I don't want any sort of thing to like disrupt his like flow or because I know I don't know what the deal was last year and this has nothing to do with it and I don't even know why I'm, but in my mind I'm like don't bench him I don't want him to not be able to shoot again yeah he did um, really fall off last he year he fell after, off after last year and I, I think that he's still I think he's a great player and I'm excited and I like seeing mm-hmm. him start and I get why Tony brings people in off the bench and yep. the way that he does it because he's always had the like how many times have we had the sixth man of the year in the ACC like since right. they started it um, I don't know. Let's ask Toby, our stat Toby boy. Yeah. Danny, you're going to call in on this? Stat boy, look it up. Um, <laughs> um, comment I mean, on the I article. Toby, I think Toby and Anderson were. I thought I it was Nolte the last four years. <laughs> That's just in your heart, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, I do think it's twice. I think Mike and Justin is right. I think that's it. But I, don't, I think it's only been around for like three years. Really? It's not. It's a relatively new award. Um, uh, I'm not even going to pretend like I'm looking this up. Um, yeah, I'm, right. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm on a computer. All right. Good luck. What do you think, uh, rotation-wise? Maybe not just with the starters, but would you? You know, is there anyone you see who's not getting enough playing time, or perhaps someone who's getting uh, too much playing time? Matt, do you have opinions on this? <laughs> oh, I got. I got a lot of opinions. Do you? Um, Mamadi should play more. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and it's. I, I guess, you know, we talked about the starting lineup and, and to me that matters, but what always matters more is, you know, who are the guys that we have out there for the last five minutes of the game? Um, and I think you can see that we, Tony clearly trusts Mamadi because he's been out there, you know, he's out there to close out the Cal game. He's been out there, you know, at, at the end of the Florida State games. When it's been tight, we've put him out there. Um, but it, it is strange to me because you've seen games where he'll, you know, play seven or eight minutes in the first half. And then he won't play at all for the second half until there's six minutes left. And somehow he's able to do that and come in and contribute and, and still be able to find a rhythm, which is amazing. Um, but I, you got to think that his ceiling is probably more than 15 minutes a game or whatever it is he's playing now. Yeah, that's what he's doing right now. He's actually he's surpassed Reuter um, in minutes per game. Because you're right, Ed, towards the beginning of the season, I don't think he was getting as many as he is. Now uh, he's almost up to where Shayok is. Shayok's only playing sixteen point eight minutes a game, he's, which yeah, he's he's sort of, of he's had some off games, and I think yeah. that's a, an indication that you know, see, you know, sometimes he makes shot, shot, like don't do that, and sometimes they go in, and that's cool, but it doesn't mean it's a good shot. And you would hear Tony, I'm sure, echo that because he's been saying that ever since he got here. Yeah, you, they want them to take good shots not make bad shots um and shayak also can't make a fast break layup apparently either (laughs) so i think it's sort of affected his playing time um yeah some somebody it's a i think surprising that we talked about who we want to see in the starting lineup and who's already in the starting lineup and no one mentioned mariel shayak 
I like his. I love. I love his role coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I just. I think that that's perfect. I think that he does well in that role. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change that part. Mm-hmm. No. I, I mean, if you look at the teams, what eleven and two. Like, so you don't want to make a whole bunch of changes because they've won good games with the way that they've, and again, don't not change things because they're 11 and two. But I think that there's little tinkering that should be done. And and I do think that I want to see more of Kyle. I want to see more of Mamadi. Um, Someone should tell Ty Jerome he doesn't have to wear those ankle weights during the game. (laughs) He's still getting used (laughs) to his new hips. (laughs) God. Um, I mean, he's still got a little bit of rest. I think that getting him time uh, is important. The uh, many UVA fans I hear referring to Ty Jerome as like the little little munchkin or the little guy. That man has like four inches on me, and I'm not. Yeah, he's short. big. He's <laughs> like, really, he has a tall he's a big dude. dude. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I remember he, when I first saw them. Baby fist. When I first saw them in person, I was like, "Wow, he is a lot bigger than I thought." He is a every tall single picture point guard. He, yeah, he looks yeah. like he's eight in the picture, so I assumed he'd be like five two. <laughs> um, but but with all those guys that we want to get more playing time, someone's gotta get less. And for me for me it's Todd. Um I, I get why we play him. Um, you know, I, I think Tony's always been one of the guys, one of the good coaches to balance, you know, the needs of, of today with the needs of the the program as a whole. And he is obviously the hopeful future of the point guard position for four years. Um, And, you know, I I think you see a lot of the things in him that you saw in London in his first year where he doesn't, he doesn't get sped up. He doesn't get rattled. Um, He's made a couple bad passes, but overall I think his decision-making has been fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But the man cannot guard anything. He gets, he dies on screens. Um, If there's any sort of transition, he, I want him to just start fouling the guys in transition before they go up and just grab them. Um, if he, if he can reach them, um, cause half the, <laughs> cause half the time he's on the floor and you're reaching at his ankles. Um, but, and, and, you know, if he is going to keep playing, I just want him to, to look for his shot. I mean, he, so often he gets the ball and it's immediately looking around for the next pass. Yeah. And there's not even a consideration of shooting. And when you, when he's you don't a good do that, shooter too. Yeah, he can shoot. His form is kind of weird, but it goes in. What was the game that he had that really nice floater? He had a couple really nice shots. I think it was the um, Ohio State game, maybe? It might be right. I'm not sure. I, I it was remember Ohio State having... or West Virginia, and I can't remember. I thought it was in a win. He had a few nice plays, but he got out and took some shots. And I think that there's a concern for some of the younger guys that, and I don't know how, I don't, I'm not at practice. I don't know. This is just when I saw Mamadi on those fast breaks. Um, at Louisville and he did textbook definition like very secure dunks on those breakaways where he didn't get flashy like he was like okay I got this like it was almost like there's a young guy thing of like I don't want to give coach any ammunition to pull me for making a dumb decision and I don't think that coach Ben is a guy that like (laughs) right and I'm all for like I think there might be a little bit of like trigger hesitation at the beginning of like Ty doesn't want to there was an instance in the game against the last game against Florida State when there was that play where there was 50 seconds left and we spent 26 seconds of the shot clock passing the ball around and no one would shoot it like that was the first indication of me that there was no one who wanted to take the shot like people have talked about, Oh, there's no, there's no playmaker. Like what are they going to do? And I was like, it's really not a big deal. Like they just have balanced scoring. It means anyone can score at any time. But that was the first time to me where I was like, somebody shoot it for the yes. love of God. Like Someone has to make a decision here. And that's where I think that there's some of the hesitancy of like, Oh, who's going to take like not having Malcolm. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I, I, I pulled up uh, Ty's game log and in some of these, you know, apart from the, the blowouts against Robert Morris and, and Grambling and stuff. He hasn't played that much, you know, four minutes, Ohio state, 10 West Virginia, nine Florida state, six at Louisville, five at Cal. Um, for whatever reason to me, I guess either correctly or, or incorrectly, my recollection is always that when he's in the other team seems to score. Um, and, and, and <laughs> yeah, we, do we plus minus on him. Uh, no, I don't. But, but I mean, going to the, the shooting thing, in the games against 
West Virginia, Cal, Louisville, and Florida State. He played 30 minutes, and he's one for four. Um, and so yeah. he's, he's just not, you know, taking any shots. Not yeah. He, he against Louisville and Florida State the last two games, he hasn't taken a shot. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's if he misses, that's fine. But I just want to see him just shoot something if he's going to be out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's good advice. We'll forward that to him. Uh, <laughs> I, ass- I assume he listens to this podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I assume does. everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we talk a little bit about the conference? Because it's been a pretty interesting uh, week, I'd say, for the ACC. A bunch of teams going down. Um, the idea that the Hokies beating Duke, who didn't have Grayson Allen was the biggest upset of the weekend is one of the dumbest things I've read yeah, on social media. That? It was at multiple people. I was reading it all over the place. A, it was, it, there was people saying it in like a, uh, the, the way I initially interpreted it, like this is the, the most surprising result, which is absurd <laughs> no. because Josh Passer won a game <laughs> yeah. in the conference against, against a team that, that some people think is the best team in the country. That's the most surprising result yes, and will be for the rest of the entire eternity as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And and secondly, I saw people tweeting at Seth Greenberg, other Hokies tweeting at Greenberg who said that, uh, who said that another game was going, no, the Duke, the Duke loss should be the biggest upset because we're awesome and we're great and we don't understand what the biggest upset implies as a sentence. And so yeah. they just wanted props. Uh, for their win, which is a great win, obviously, for Buzz Williams oh, and his so um, haikus or whatever he tweets <laughs> every so often. Um, yeah. uh, Pierce, I, I think you're wrong. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, the biggest upset was Syracuse winning their first ACC game since 2015. <laughs> Wait, who did they beat? They beat- they they beat Sir, or I'm sorry Boston College beating. Sir. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Boston College hadn't won a game all of last season. Their last yeah. win was March 10th of 2015 by one against Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um. So the fact that they still have a basketball program. <laughs> That's is, the biggest upset. The fact yeah, that that team yeah. then beat Syracuse is just. But but no, I, I agree. Tech fans can't claim that they're that they're good and a rising power in the ACC which I, I think you can make an argument for them being certainly one of the top six teams and definitely sure. an NCAA tournament team. But if that's the case, when you're at home against a team that is without their best player and whose coach needs, you know, icy hot on his back, then apparently, <laughs> um, you know, you, you can't freak out every time you win that game. No, it's a, it's a huge win and, and they should be happy for it. But I, I think, you know, understanding the idea that it's not that big of an upset compared to what was going on in the rest of the conference. So I think you're yeah. right. Boston College winning is is super shocking uh, as well. Good and we've seen you know, Tech can win some games. They already beat VCU. UVA's lost in Atlanta recently to worse Georgia Tech teams. So, um, I, you know, I think – it's one A and one B for me. But what what do you see going on in the conference? I, I, are we all putting just FSU's the best team in the conference right now? Um, I could put them up there. I almost yeah. did for my power rankings, and here's you, why. You in fact did in your power. Did rankings. I? Did I do that? Okay. And so um, did Matt, and so did I. So, so. <laughs> yeah. So here's why I think we're all in agreement. We can talk this one out real quick. But for me, power ranking is who's the hottest right now. And Florida State is playing really well. And they've got good players. And they've got a great coach. And I really like Leonard Hamilton. And I think he – I can see why kids will go play for him. Because he is a genuine guy who can communicate with these kids. Like, it was great seeing him interact with Bacon after the game. And, and just – I've got nothing but nice things to say about Florida State. I really don't have any – uh, I just think they're going to do really well and I don't want to ever play them ever again. Um, and I mean that with the most, like in the most complimentary way, because like I said, we're bad. It's just a bad matchup for us. Um, plus someone always gets hurt. So anytime we finish a game without someone getting hurt, I'm happy. <laughs> I don't but, think it's that bad of a matchup, but continue. I just mean, it's always going to be 
for, for me, Florida State game is never one that I can look at and be like, I feel comfortable about this. Like, no matter yeah, what, like, I just, I yeah. look at it and I'm like, eh, this is going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, kind of also how I feel about Pitt, not going to lie, because those are always rock fights. That's a rock fight team. Like, it's a team that's going to find a way to, like, stay in it. And they've got, like, athletic guys. Or um, I think this Pitt team will be different, but I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I just think the ACC right now is, it's ridiculous. And I've been very, um, what's the right word um critical in the past of super conferences like when the big east had all those teams get in and i think that there's some of the you know is the conference really that good or you just decided that the conference is that good and so when they mm-hmm. beat up on each other then that's okay because they're all really good or is sure. it kind of overhyped and no one's really that good um so i've been very critical of that because i thought there were teams where i'm like they're not even that good but they were deemed good at the beginning of the year so here we are i think there might be a little of that but in watching virginia tech and i'm watching the clemson game right now who's hanging in there with with carolina i mean you already have carolina duke uva louisville like those four, Florida State, Virginia Tech, those will be my top six right now in not necessarily that order. But, um, and then you look at Miami, Notre Dame. Um, the ceiling for NC State is high, but I feel like when you get. No, um, NC State's it's low. NC State might not make the NIT. The talent <laughs> for NC State, it's the same thing every year. Like Dennis William, um, Dennis Smith Jr., like that is a, like the kid's a baller. Like whether or not, they're going to do any Gottfried's going to do anything with the talent I, that's to be determined but um they could here's the thing that for NC State for me is they could disrupt some stuff like they could be a, a team that affects where people finish in the ACC because of if you like UVA's going on the road and that doesn't make me confident but mm-hmm. I just think legitimately like it's going to be a grind like you're going to see more of these weekends where when was the last time UVA Duke and UNC all lost on the same day like mm-hmm. ages ago yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to look this up. Nope, it's that guy. <laughs> Patrick Stevens. Can we get can someone tweet him? <laughs> I'm sure he tweeted it already. I just, I think it's going to be, oh, he just took out some dancers. Um, I just think it's going to be <laughs> a crazy season. And I think Matt's right. There are going to be some losses and we need to steal ourselves for that now. <laughs> like, yeah. it's going to happen. You can't act like the sky's falling and that we need to bench London Parantas every time it happens. So <laughs> I did see more than one person in the annals of the internet uh, said something along those lines. Dumb as that that is, yeah, that is some dumb shit. Yeah. And I'm the, you know, I'm, I'm there going London, stop playing like crap, you know, London, you have too many turnovers or whatever, you know, criticism is warranted for sure, but obviously you're going to start him and obviously he's going to play some of the most minutes of anyone on the team. And, and to suggest anything else is, is to say like, just to say me like, Oh, Prentice sucks. Like it's the dumbest <laughs> thing I ever heard because no, he doesn't. He's one of the best, like regardless of what you think of whether he has too many turnovers in the last two games, he's still one of the best point guards in the country playing on one of the best teams in the country. And he's now getting more defensive attention than he ever has in his four years, his three years at UVA. Cause there's no one there to counterbalance it now. Like he's the guy that they guard. And so he's like the work that he has to do coming on like off screens and stuff is like way more difficult than he had to do the last couple seasons. And mm. he doesn't suck. Like, it's just not even like a thing that can be said about him. He doesn't what, suck. You're an idiot. sucks. <sighs> yeah. I'm going to agree that he doesn't suck. I didn't know. Yeah. Well, on team but, London, London's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a controversial take. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for for this. So brave. Um, that should have been my defend yourself. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think Carolina named the top six in the ACC correctly: uh, mm-hmm. Duke, Carolina, Virginia, Louisville, Tech, and Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, not in that order. Uh, you know, I, I think I said a, a couple weeks ago um, before ACC play started. Um, that Florida State was going to take a double buy in the conference. And I still think yeah. that's right. I don't think they're going to win it. Um, I don't know who is. I, it's hard to tell at this point. Um, I don't think they'll win it, but I do think they'll take one of those double buy spots. And, you know, maybe uh, Duke, Carolina, Louisville, also one of us is going to have to fall out. I think it could be any of the four. Um, yeah. uh, so not a great. And I don't think Virginia Tech will get a double buy, but I think they'll be close and they'll be in contention. They're definitely mm-hmm. one of those those five or six seeds, which 
is a, a guaranteed NCAA tournament spot. It's probably a good NCAA tournament seed, given that the conference could get eight or nine teams in. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, in, in past years, I, I forget what our exact records were, but, you know, I think we've won the conference with records of 16 and two or 15 yeah. and three. And I, I think if anyone can go 13 and five, that'll win it. I wouldn't be shocked if you had a couple of teams at like 12 and six and that tied you for first in the conference this year. It's just sure. it's it's deep and everyone except Syracuse is good. <laughs> uh, excellent. Um, well, I think that brings us to our fan favorite defend yourself segment, because I want to talk about the power rankings as we often do in this segment, unless you've got some dumb food opinion to share, Caroline. No? Um, okay, great. I don't know. Uh, no, not this week. <laughs> yeah, no. I had a bunch uh, of peanut butter sandwich for dinner, so I was really living it up. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but Matt Ellis has North Carolina as his number two team in the power rankings. Boo. Coming off a loss to Georgia Tech, Matt, how? what on earth were you thinking? All right, so look – a lot of losses to go around. Uh, you know, there's, there's no, there's no great team in these power in, in the ACC right now. Um, I just thought, I thought that game was some sort of weird aberration. Uh, I thought before that game, they were probably playing better than anyone else in the conference. You know, they, they easily could have beaten Kentucky in a game where no one could miss any shots. Um, they blown the doors off of Northern Iowa. They doubled up Northern Iowa like a week before, which is a good team, even though they don't yeah, have Paul. they don't have Jesperson anymore. It's not the same. It, it probably made them better. It did for us. You know, they, they beat Wisconsin by 15. I think they have better wins to point to um, than a lot of the other teams in the conference. And so, look, they might lose to Clemson here in a second, and I'll drop them down below Virginia Tech. Um next time we do this but I, I still think that they are a a team that that you just don't want to play yeah. I think they're they're better than Duke right now um I think for us it would depend on where the game is um but well, yeah I, yeah I think in speaking of matchups I think Carolina is and probably will always be the worst matchup for UVA because of the types of athletes they recruit and yeah, the focus tough. on offensive rebounding which they're doing very well this year regardless of, of the wins and losses um what they lack is is the marcus page type score when barry's not on and he has been on against us as we saw last year so uh it, it's certainly a, a bad matchup for the who's and i think that's sort of why you know carolina does fit in in that top six group uh regardless of where you put them you know, one through through six, as as we've discussed. But Caroline has them outside her top six this week. Is that just like a, a weekly snapshot? You lose to Georgia Tech, you get bounced to number seven. Darn. Um, well, I was looking at it, and I really just think that they're not one of the top teams right now. Like they have good wins. I completely agree with that. Um, but the way that they've been playing, I just haven't necessarily been that impressed and I guess it's it's more of a situation in which other teams have played better I think Notre Dame's win on the road at Pitt was more impressive to me than losing to Georgia Tech Mm -hmm. uh and Louisville redeemed themselves it's just I looked at each team and was like yeah I think they should be ahead of them yeah I think they should be ahead of them I even considered dropping Duke further um just because I don't think that the thing that with Duke right now, that's really interesting to me is if you listen to all of the, like, especially if you listen to Luke Kennard in the post game, there's been several games in a row where he's mentioned things about how the other team does things the right way, how they're unselfish, how they play together, how everyone's bought in. And it seems to me, and I've seen some stuff on, on the interwebs that people are saying like, wait, is he saying that like the Duke guys aren't bought in? Um, I think there's just a little bit of that, I don't know. Like they just don't seem to be meshing or gelling really great right now, the way they've been playing. Um, But I think there's just so much talent there. I really had a hard time dropping them much further than third where I put them. Um, But yeah, I just kind of looked at each team. I think Louisville is a good team. I, with their win over Indiana, I thought that was a nice, basically, but they sandwiched the Virginia loss with a win against Kentucky 
in a win at Indiana. Like that's, mm. or was it at home for them? I don't know either way, but like, that's a pretty good sandwich we're in right there. And if UVA is the one team that won out of those three, like that's pretty good. So, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think you gotta do more. You gotta impress me a little bit more in North Carolina. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not doing um, it right now. With, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, well clemson clemson could be good uh but absolutely yeah well i think there's even if they win tonight we'll have to see a little bit more from them to to feel good about them being the defense the upper echelon uh speaking of really good why don't we uh end with a little just talking about how awesome malcolm brogdon is malcolm brogdon Brogdon, awesome or not uh matt say what what say you (laughs) Uh, you know, eh, he's all right. <laughs> all right, Matt, you suck. Caroline, <laughs> what say you? Um, I legitimately think that he should be in the running for a rec- like legit running for rookie of the year. Like, I know that Joel Embiid's going to get it. Um, which I don't really think is. I mean, he's a second. Like, he's like a super plus rookie. Like, I think he's, I think he's younger than Malcolm. Oh, I would. I would one hundred percent agree with that. I don't have the stats yeah. in front of me, but I would definitely. Um, definitely say that. Um, I just, what he's doing, what I love the most about, and I hope as a fan base, UVA fans never lose this, um, enthusiasm about where the players go. Um, because it was fun to see like a kid in a Bucks jersey, like a Bucks Brogdon jersey at the game with his brother who was in a Justin Anderson Mavs jersey. Like, I love that. And I love seeing like the Milwaukee fan base in the area fall in love with Malcolm, like, and love all those things that we already knew about Malcolm over the last five years or whatever. Like, it's cool to see that. Cause I just think this is a kid that deserves, like, he deserves all the good things that are happening to him. He's worked hard. Like he dunked over Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. and LeBron James all in the same week. And yeah. then got a triple double in his first or second career start. Yeah. And he's the first second round draft pick to get a triple double in his rookie season ever. Like <laughs> one other dude did it. And it was in like 1985. Like he's just a sound basketball player who works really hard and everyone <laughs> loves him. I love it. I love seeing him succeed. It just makes All me right. so happy. <laughs> well, yeah, he's awesome. And we love him. So that was the <laughs> correct answer, Matt. You and your sarcasm. I'll work on it. From and now. I'm really excited that we're retiring <laughs> his jersey. By the way, I don't think we've talked about that. We haven't. We haven't pod. We Not haven't on hair, in a while. Yeah. But I, I think that that's such a brilliant move. I know some people think that it, it should have been Joe first, but um, I just think that it's such a and doing it on President's Day. I don't know if they meant to do that. I don't care if they. <laughs> not. I'm pretending that they did. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> I can't imagine that's on purpose. But, you know, <laughs> it's so perfect. Like, <laughs> that is funny. It's so good. Well, before we uh, close things up, let us preview the pit game. Quick, uh, quick win loss score MVP. That's a lot of questions. Matt? Uh, we're going to win 75 to 56. Um, Pitt is garbage. <laughs> they, they, lost, they lost to Duquesne. Yes, they um, did. Yeah. They haven't beaten a single tournament team. Maryland doesn't count. Um, Marshall, Marshall scored 106 points against them last week. Is that true? <laughs> Michigan scored 90 points against them. Yes. This team is garbage. All their, right. defense, their defense is not very good. We're going to win 75 to 56. And my MVP, just to, to screw it, it's going to be Ty Jerome. <laughs> yeah. he, might, he might drop 20. This might All be right. the one team he scores against. All right. Um, bold predictions. Bet the house on the who's. Uh, darns. I am going to go with a win. Um, shocked. I know, right? I think it's going to be more like a – 6251 type thing. Okay. Um but I the, I don't know maybe more than that. The two there's okay. only two things that scare me in this game and their names are Michael Young and Jamel Artis. Like <laughs> those guys are combining for 45 points and yeah. if it weren't for last with the baconator going off like I wouldn't be as concerned as I am, I think, right now, because previously I'd be like, oh, one guy is going off like that. You just mark him. Um, But 
I don't know how much of that was he bacon hit some shots that were just unconscious like he was guarded hand in his face yeah there were definitely also times where he was open and allowed to get in a rhythm which is what coach Bennett would hate but I uh um I think their defense is hot garbage um mm-hmm. and I think that we're going to be able to put up some points I want to go um London is my MVP all right uh yeah I, I I guess I I can see it um right around where you are Caroline so I'll I'll say let, let's go ahead and keep them below 50 and go Ooh, like 47 to uh, more than 47 <laughs> heard it here first 47 to more to <laughs> that's my extra opinion um, no, I mean, they'll, they'll probably that. score in the 60s like, like, you know, 47 62 or something I tried to have someone use the pit game at pit when Malcolm hit the game winner as like an mm-hmm. example of like boring basketball and I was like that was one of the most ex- I thought it was one of the most fun exciting games I'd watched Granted, I was there live, and it was, like, game winner, and that stuff's crazy. But, like, yeah, I, I just – again, this is one where, like – and this is the Jamie Dixon pit teams have passed, and I don't expect the, the defensive battle to be where it was. But it's just one of those teams where it's, like, it's – we played them tough in the um, ACC tournament that year, too. That's when Justin blocked yep. that three-pointer to yep. be able to win. Like, this is just one of those teams where I think it's always going to be uh, – another one of those like battles um so it'll be interesting to see (laughs) they are they are garbage (laughs) they are one of the they are one of the four worst teams in the conference okay they are like the seventh best team in the state of pennsylvania (laughs) they lost to duquesne so they're the second best team in pittsburgh Uh, i'm gonna Uh, they're crap. Matt, you're making me nervous. <laughs> yeah, you crap. can't be too confident. <laughs> oh, man. Caroline, the realist, will get uh, discouraged. No, I, I, I agree. They're bad. Hopefully we'll win. <laughs> but uh, I, we'll close with that rounding, resounding optimism. Um, <laughs> and, and we'll be back soon to talk about the rest of the ACC schedule I mean it's it's just tough it's always going to be tough in conference play and then you schedule Villanova in the middle of it <laughs> as, as oh. a bit of a break um, but until then uh, for the podcast crew uh, I'm Pierce stay tuned to the blog go news. savings on new and previously leased furnishings. That's right, huge savings. At Court Furniture Clearance Center, choose from our wide variety of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. You'll find sofas from $199.99 and more. Everything in our 9,000 square foot showroom is Court certified, guaranteed, and in stock. Ready for delivery or to take home today. Visit our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearanceFurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.